Hi everyone, and welcome back to Democracy Central. I'm Pema. And I'm Sarah, and today we will be talking about everything QAnon, from the basic core beliefs, to its rise to fame, and what it means for our country. So let's get right into it. What is QAnon? Well, their core belief is that President Trump is the leader of a secret war against light Satan worshipping pedophiles in government, business, and the media. Yeah, it's a lot. And Sarah, some of the alleged pedophiles include Democrats like President Joseph R. Biden Jr., Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama, as well as celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, and Ellen DeGeneres. And even, get this, religious figures including Pope Francis and the Dalai Lama. A few of these figures fall under their category of the deep state, the name given to a group of influential people in government that are believed to have special influence in policy. And they aren't your run-of-the-mill pedophiles either. Q claims the group rapes, tortures, traffics, sacrifices, and even eats and drinks the blood of children. Wait, did you just say eat? Yes, you heard me correctly. Why eat kids? Well, obviously to remain young and in power by extracting a life-extending chemical called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, if you are wondering, is just oxidized adrenaline. Adrenaline is used in EpiPens, and adrenochrome is actually found in a fairly cheap drug used to stop hemorrhages. And obviously this idea of drinking blood didn't come from nowhere. It has a long anti-Semitic history as part of Nazi propaganda. And why are these QAnon supporters such big fans of Trump? Well, of course it is because former President Donald J. Trump was recruited by top military generals to run for president in 2016 to disband and arrest this cabal of pedophiles. He was supposed to enact martial law and, with the help of elite military members, would bring these criminals to justice. This day of reckoning is referred to in the Q community as the Storm. And there are so many other conspiracies that found their home in the QAnon community, such as the stolen election and Pizzagate, the theory that brought them a great deal of attention. Oh boy, Pizzagate. Yeah, it's a lot. Brace yourself. <laughs> Basically, emails between Hillary Clinton and John Podesta were leaked, and people decided that a local pizza parlor, Comet Pizza, was actually just a front for a sex trafficking ring with a child rape dungeon in the basement. In their emails, people decided pizza-related words were doublespeak. Hot dog meaning boy, cheese meaning little girl, and sauce meaning orgy. This has, of course, been disproven. The shop doesn't even have a basement. But many choose to ignore this and continue to believe it. And many of their beliefs even contradict each other, which we will get into a little later. It's just kind of a mess. Now, on to the rise of QAnon. It all started in October 2017 when an anonymous user posted on 4chan. The message was signed Q. Q claimed to have a high level of U.S. security clearance that they referred to as Q clearance. These posts are called Q drops or breadcrumbs. They're often written in very cryptic language, leaving them up to interpretation, forcing the readers to deliberate the messages, making them hard to disprove in their minds. This adds to Q's power because the messages mean what the readers want them to mean. So, what exactly is 4chan? 4chan is an image board website. So, like, Reddit off the rails. Exactly. It has very little moderation or censorship, as it was created for free speech. Although it's not the freest, because it is not technically part of the dark web. It's actually still considered part of the clear net, so there is slight adherence to the law. 
Q eventually transitioned to 8chan after too many restrictions were happening on 4chan, and then after that, 8chan was shut down by the government and 8kun was started. 8kun is entirely unregulated, as it is part of the dark web and not accessible to the average internet user. There's a lot of scary stuff on there, as you can imagine, but the majority of the content is ultimately QAnon-related. As the theories spread, major conservative figures and conspiracy theorists started to promote Q. Some of these people included Roseanne Barr, Jerome Corsi, and, of course, Alex Jones. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! That crazy angry man. Yep, Alex Jones is quite the character. But this is why so many people really started to believe in these ridiculous theories. Then the more general population started bringing QAnon to more common parts of the internet, like on YouTube. Some started sharing their interpretation of drops. They're called QTubers and make it so that followers don't have to access deep parts of the internet to engage with QAnon. And you might think that it would be a small group of people that actually believe in this stuff, but it isn't. Polls indicate that hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people believe in some part of QAnon theories. And Q predicts events. And of course, if these predictions end up being true, they're proof for Q. And if they don't, it was just some sort of misinterpretation. Epstein's arrest actually served as a major source of proof for Q's authenticity. QAnon said something big was going to happen the day Epstein was arrested. And lo and behold, a massive alleged sex trafficking pedophile was arrested. Same answer. Oh, here's that contradiction coming into play. Yeah, it's really interesting how Q's followers completely disregard Trump's strong connections to Epstein. They were New York besties! But hey, they take Trump's word at face value, and apparently they weren't that close. We know that's not true, though. And then, of course, COVID hit, and everyone was forced to stay at home. And what better to do when you're home alone and bored than deep dive into the internet? This increased screen time led to a lot more people to fall down the rabbit hole that is QAnon, and because it was such a scary time, having some sort of explanation was comforting to many of these new members. Q theories started to be adopted by Trump supporters and pro-Trump theories adopted by Q. This really put QAnon into the mainstream media. Now that we have discussed the QAnon conspiracy's beliefs and rise to popularity, let's talk about its impact. QAnon has actually risen in popularity so greatly that it has reached the U.S. government. Obviously, we talked about how Trump supporters have adopted QAnon theories and vice versa, but it is much bigger than that. In 2020, 24 Q believers ran for Congress, two of which were actually elected. You're kidding. Their names, which I'm sure you have all heard, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Let's talk a little bit about them. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a conservative businesswoman, a current representative in the U.S. House, and of course, a Q believer. Although she has not spoken of her support of QAnon since her election, in the past she has called Q a patriot, as well as QAnon an accurate and objective flow of information. In addition to QAnon, she is also a 9-11 denier and believes in Jewish space lasers. Ooh, surprise, surprise! Not only was Marjorie Taylor Greene elected and is currently helping run our country, but she raised $3.2 million in the first three months of this year. That's a lot of cash. I know. This is a sum that is not just high for a member of Congress, but rivals many Senate candidates. Now, Lauren Boebert. 
Oh, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Lauren Boebert is a current U.S. Congresswoman and a guns right activist. So much so that she owns a restaurant called Shooter's Grill, which allows staff and customers to open carry, as well as having a gun shrine as a Zoom background. Wow. Yeah. She has previously expressed support for QAnon, saying, Everything that I've heard of Q, I hope that this is real, because it only means that America is getting stronger and better, and people are returning to conservative values. She, however, later denied that she was a follower of QAnon. Having people who believe in QAnon and its misinformation be elected to federal government is frightening enough. But QAnon's spread of misinformation to the regular citizens has actually been the most dangerous. Obviously, misinformation in a pandemic is problematic. Yes, yes, as we have all witnessed. But it is especially deadly when the misinformation is spread by an individual that has a cult following, like when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Q took the position that COVID was created in a lab by the Wuhan Institute of Virology as a bioweapon and helped spread the belief that masks don't work. This contributed to the spread of COVID and as a result caused more deaths. Of course, this is not the biggest instance of QAnon's misinformation becoming dangerous. Right. The misinformation of the QAnon conspiracy has influenced much support for Trump. For many believers, QAnon forms the foundation of their support. It has even turned some longtime Democratic voters into Trump supporters. In addition to this, Trump openly endorsed QAnon believers. I've heard these are people that love our country. Not the theory itself, but it was enough to bolster believers. So, what happens when a bunch of conspiracy-believing extremist Trump supporters who have been preparing for the storm, a day of violent reckoning that has yet to arrive, are told by their valiant savior, hero against pedophiles, that the election was stolen from him. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. You guessed it. They believe it. And, well, January 6th happens. Here's the story. Close to the election, QAnon posts of all kinds are wiped from most platforms due to concerns about misinformation and its effect on the election. Unfortunately, this only fans the flames of believers because they read it as being silenced by the powerful because the Q armies fight against them. Election day rolls around and Trump loses, but claims the election has been stolen from him. This brings us to the morning of January 6th. Ron Watkins. Co-administrator of 8chan says that the mother of all bombs was about to drop, claiming that Q had proof, audio, visual, and documentation that Pence stole the election from Trump. The Stop the Steal rally happens at which Jim Watkins, other co-administrator, says this march wouldn't be happening right now if Q hadn't been there. The rally then turns into a violent riot in the January 6th storming of the Capitol. That event is now over and U.S. democracy survived, but QAnon's connection to it has larger implications. According to ABC News, the high profile of QAnon adherence in the Capitol riots represents what experts describe as a stunning evolution from a harmless fringe forum for people peddling outlandish conspiracy theories to a gathering space for those intent on plotting domestic terror. Again, this is Pema. And this is Sarah. Thank you for listening to Democracy Central. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.